Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. And as we like to do on Fridays, we weave in a third man, Matthew Rooney here, showing off yet another Masters hat. Andy, does it bother you how many one. Masters hats Matt has one? I got two. It's a lot. I got two. I, feel like you no, have I have three. Teams. I only wear two of them. I wonder. I wonder if he's making too much at this point. Like I think because those those are like seventy dollars. I I, I went to the Masters long before I started here. That was okay. Okay. That was uh, actually, as you can see, twenty nineteen. That was maybe the greatest Masters of all time. Tiger Woods. Yeah. Did you and and non sequitur again because we're we have a lot to go over. It's Friday. We're fine. Did you see that post of that guy that showed up at the Masters with the practice round tickets with his clubs? No, they said they said it was a somebody with. It said I don't want to like stereotype, but the post did it for me. It said somebody with pretty broken English. Said they they didn't appear to um, maybe be you know born and raised in America, but they had acquired practice round tickets for the Masters, and he brought his clubs. He thought <laughs> he, he thought it meant he could play a practice round oh on that Wednesday. There's a picture of this guy talking to an official, and he's got he's got a pull cart with the and he had like six clubs too. That's the best part. It was like a driver, th- three or four wedges, and a and a, a putter. It was a small set of clubs, just with his hat. Confidence in yourself to just bombs. Honestly, at that point, if I'm the officials, I'm like, this we should just let this guy play. I I really doubt they did, but. No, uh, and then yeah, Augusta sent the invite to the wrong Scott Stallings. I'm showing up if I'm the wrong Scott Stallings, I'm right? Yeah, I'm showing up. I I got an invite. I'm wrong Scott, Scott Stallings, Stallings right here. Too nice. You invited me to the Masters. Check this out. It, or and, I'm not giving that invite back without anything less than it, like VIP all weekend. And to to his credit, the actual Scott Stallings, once he got the invite from the wrong Scott Stallings, did invite the uh, aforementioned wrong one down to the practice he gave him practice round tickets and he, he's he's gonna real take... round tickets i don't i don't know i think it's hard for even the damn golfers to get those tickets i need uh, at he's, least he's unlimited taking... georgia peach yeah. ice cream sandwiches all weekend he's, yeah he said he's taking them out for a a nice dinner down there too at augusta during the masters so what Should is be, a nice uh... dinner in augusta is it hooters i don't know what the restaurants are in augusta. It's, it's not that big of a town it's it's not lobster there, it, it's kind of like you drive. It's it's really weird when you turn into Augusta. You just like it's the block after a street that is one of those streets that has your Chili's, your Hooters, your Red Lobster. It's just basically strip uh, strip like chain restaurants, and then oh, there's Augusta National. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go someday. I've never been outside the Atlanta airport. <laughs> going to uh, going to Georgia. Uh, brown bag bets though. A lot oh, yeah. of betting today. We should, yeah, we're three minutes deep. We haven't talked about a bet. And I'm going to do you a quick favor because I bleeped it up so bad yesterday talking about golf. Here's my whole betting card for golf today. Um, the interesting part about this betting card is it is the same betting card as yesterday. Now, oftentimes, familiar. yeah, oftentimes sports books will hang nearly all the same matchups in round two they do in round one because. I mean, they already have the pricing. Not much has changed. They can adjust. Usually you'll see some 5 to $0.10 cent adjustments here or there. Uh, if one was wildly off or something happened, they'll take that one down. But I don't feel any differently about any of these, even the ones that have increased in price. 
I mean, the Spawn and Horschel one went up 20 cents. I'd bet that up to 150. I'm fine with that. So the fact that I got plus money on that yesterday was hilarious, in my opinion. So same five, and I will read them because I know some people listen, and you can't see this uh, on the screen. Aaron Rye over Ryan Palmer. I got it at minus 125. Uh, JJ Spawn, not Walker, over Billy Horschel, minus 120. Billy Horschel hopefully just continues to play some real bad golf. Uh, Brendan Steele? There's so many Brendans. Over Troy Merritt, minus 125. I think that's the only one I lost. I didn't mention that. Uh, yesterday, these exact five matchups did go 4-1. and one. Honestly, 3-2 and two I'd take it, but another 4-1 and one would be awful keen. Uh, Armor over Kazire, minus 105. That's probably the one that lost, I guess. And then Hayden, Hayden Buckley over Dirty McKenzie Hughes at minus 108. As you can see, these are the offshores I bet them at. I'm still not in a state where you can legally bet. But a couple of these were. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to need this to go well because my full tournament matchups, I bet five. All five are trailing. There's oh. a lot of games played, yes. And many it's early. It's early in the season. Many a slip twixt the cup and the lip, but I'm going to need this to go uh, a little better than that because the, the full, full tournament matchups were kind of uh, Andy's bread and butter. We hit 58% of them last year, almost 59. Whereas the, uh, I did a, it's always good to do a reflection on your betting. <clears throat> My worst betting in golf was round four matchups in, uh, in golf. And uh, these daily matchups, they did incredibly well. I want to say for the, uh, it was like one one fifty one and one sixteen for one rounds one two and three, and then thirty two and thirty nine for round four, like minus ten units. I gave away a lot in round four, so there's a decent chance I'm just done with round four if I can't seem to figure out what uh, what went wrong there because it was consistent throughout the year. It wasn't just one real bad day, so we'll figure it out. Always uh, always be looking within. Be retrospective, guys. I have faith in you. You'll turn this around. Do. Yeah. We'll get it. Know we'll what you know and know what you don't know. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Um, That's a great point. I who, and I don't know who plays tonight in the NBA. I've been pretty dialed in on the NHL. The Bulls. <sighs> the Bulls going, going play. to the game. Oh, really? There you yeah, go. going to the game tonight. Luckily, Thanks Alex to didn't go to. Uh, yeah, luckily Alex didn't go to the Philly game last night because they're just like everybody in the league's wildly inconsistent. It's kind of uh, bothersome, honestly, from a from a casual standpoint. But you've got a couple bets today, huh? Yeah, it's just been a strange year. And, again, the last couple nights um, you've had teams, big underdogs in kind of tough spots, come out and just do the exact opposite of whatever I thought they were going to do. Um, the Thunder last night, nine-point underdogs, basically beat the Sixers wire to wire almost yeah. here. Um, they were tied at the end of the first quarter, but they win by 19 the night before the Phoenix Suns. Nobody playing the Warriors have everybody back there at home, but they should be great. Uh, or no, I guess that was uh, Tuesday night. Anyway, absolutely whipped the Warriors. So it's been a funky season. Um, we've actually been taking a look. Uh, the market hasn't done terribly well. CLV is still a small loser here in the NBA season. So it could just be a lot of different things. The change in the season in terms of it starting earlier, all the tumultuousness around lineups and whatnot. And again, the travel schedule has been kind of funky. Um, road teams have been just brutal this year. And I think it's um, kind of some of the reorganizing of the schedule where teams, when they're at home or at home longer, 
when they're in the road or on the road longer. So I wonder if a little bit of that's at play. But, yep, have a decent slate tonight. Nine games, um, just two that stuck out to me. And I do actually have a bet on the Bulls game, Matt. I don't know if we'll be able to pull together a first score bet while I'm talking about these other ones, but I'll try. We'll start, of course, though, with the Warriors and the Spurs. The Warriors and the Spurs are playing in San Antonio tonight, but they are not playing in the Spurs arena. They're going to play in the Alamo Dome, home of the UTSA football team. <clears throat> Why? Thing. Go ahead. Why? Why? For fun. Oh, I didn't know if there was like something wrong with the Spurs. This is just, oh, let's just play in a football stadium. Got it. Okay. Well, I mean, the Spurs are just so good this year. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Um, They're going to sell that thing out. Who knows? Maybe everybody in San Antonio has been clamoring to see the Warriors, so we'll have more seats. But as we learn every year in March Madness, and we learned um, almost at the beginning of the bubble here, this creates weird sight lines. This creates a lot of uncomfortable setups for players. Um, when you get into these big, vast arenas, you can't really have you don't have as good depth perception in terms of what's behind the basket because there's a lot more space the size of the arena is a lot different the fact that there are more fans there can be a little bit tougher and these games generally start very slowly it doesn't happen very often in the nba again you know the only thing like this when we saw um, teams come back from the bubble basically once fans started to come back into the arena all the players talked about not only the noise but again those sight lines you're not used to seeing things being that far away. I mean, you've got these clear backboards. It, it can be really tough for shooters. So I'm going to take a Warriors Spurs first half under here, 125. The full game totals in the 240s. Again, a little high, but I think I'm just going to stick with the first half look here. Um, if you want to play the full game under, that's just fine. And I know it doesn't say Bulls, but the Bulls tonight host the Oklahoma City Thunder, the absolutely white-hot Thunder. St. Gilgis Alexander have to come from Philadelphia, go to Chicago tonight after last night's game, and expect this team to be a little beat up. I wonder if maybe there's even a chance SGA sits. I know he's been a little bit injured here, played 35 minutes last night, as well as a lot of the other Thunder starters. And your Chicago Bulls, Matt, as I'm sure you know, not defensively the best team in the league, but boy, do they like to play a nice slow basketball game. And I don't expect the Thunder to try to run tonight to really try to push this pace whatsoever. So, you know, even though Chicago does have a few hangups defensively, should be few enough shots here, even with a mediocre effort from the Bulls on, on that end of the floor. Um, I think that there's a great chance, again, the Thunder really struggled to score tonight. Should be tired legs. Again, a slow-paced game. I had this closer to 112, 113, and I tried to find you a first basket prop, but I don't see lines up for it for some reason already. <clears throat> Interesting. You know, I'm seeing in the chat, 80,000 tickets have been sold. Good for Must them. really be pumping this. They're yeah. trying to break the uh, NBA attendance. You think they record. think it's a football game? <clears throat> they could. There's probably some people that are going to show up and be mad that they rolled the round ball out there instead. But <clears throat> if you want to sell tickets, you need somebody wrestling a bear at halftime. I'll just say that. We'll see if we can. Maybe they have that. one. Or a lady flipping cups on her head. Yeah, red panda, would which be is good. real and has nothing to do with magnets. Dan of the library. Yeah, Dan of the library. That's pretty funny. Um, no hockey pick for me today. No, nothing did, for you. Um, I did play minus two fifty yesterday on the Lightning, as we're just gonna keep fading Bruce till he gets fired. My God, if Bruce, if Bruce could get fired after the Panthers game, I would be just happy. And I turned out I bet more on that than I thought I did. Like I stand, I stand to make some money. On, I don't know uh, if he's gonna get because he just he got might fired, not get fired last all year. year, so I don't he know might, if it's gonna he, happen. He might not get fired all year, but if they lose every game in a five game road trip 
there has to be a shot that they just say, all right, or maybe yeah, like, he just quits. Maybe they he had just some stays home one day. They had some decent expectations coming into this year, too. Like, not like they were going to be a Stanley Cup team, but like they finished so strong last year once he took over. And like they pushed for the playoffs despite being kind of like a bottom of the league team when he took it over. This year has just been mind boggling how bad they are. It, it makes no sense. But I yeah. guess that's sports because sports so. just don't make sense. So Panthers tomorrow, we need them to just Panthers money line, keep it going, keep this road trip being. Shouldn't you start betting on them? No, I'm like just, hedge. I'm just doubling down. I'm putting it in parlays <laughs> with golf outrights and stuff. Uh, fair no, enough. No, so no, on. So. But fair tonight, enough. my my Vancouver Canucks do not play. No, only it's a actually small... not that big of a slate. Yeah. Yeah, because why would you have a big slate on a Friday night when everybody's you know home watching sports in the winter? We got three games and. Um, not the greatest or appealing of matchups. We have uh, one that's the, the the Jets and the Penguins are playing. That's going to be an interesting matchup. But, like, I don't think the Jets really move the needle as, as good as they've been this year. Pittsburgh obviously does, but it's just okay. And Winnipeg played last night. Stayed away from that one. I do have a pick um, in Ducks and Devils. We're going to go with over six and a half in the game. Uh, the Devil, I, I really wanted to find a way to put the Devils. There's just zero value on them unless you want to lay the two and a half and as good as they've been on the road this year, they're 15, two and one. I just, I don't think they're a good enough team to lay two and a half goals with um, unlike the Leafs or the lightning at some point. So I'll do that, but we are going to take the over six and a half. I think they'll be able to score. I think the ducks are going to be able to score a little bit. And like I've talked about with the ducks on here multiple times, they can't keep the puck out of their own net. They got two goalies with goals against averages over 3.8. Their starter has a goals against average over four. Um, not good there. Uh, both of these teams also, if you look back, each of their last three games have gone seven or more goals. I think five of the six have gone over eight, uh, eight or more. Um, so a lot of goals being scored, a lot of goals being let in. Uh, I likely over six and a half. I, I think the Devils probably cover that two and a half as well, but I just don't really feel comfortable laying that with them at this point. Um, and then prize picks. I, I want to start getting into some of these because I'm sad and we don't have college football to bet on anymore, and I'm still kind of getting over that. Uh, but we're going to go with some player props here. Uh, all three shots on goals props. Trevor Zegers, the Ducks, we're going to go over two shots on goal for him uh, tonight in that Ducks-Devils game. Kyle Connor, over three. Uh, he's a Jets forward against the Penguins. Leon Dreisaitl, over three uh, for the Oilers over the Sharks. I went with these three props because – I mean, everybody in the NHL star player is is prone to the one shot or two shots or no shots on goal per game. But these guys are all, if you look at their game logs, they have the potential to put up a high volume of a six, a seven, eight. I think Kyle Connor even has like an 11 shot game at one point this year. So I like going with the guys who have that potential for the high, vo high volume and they're going to get their shots on goal. They're going to be going to get their chances. And all of these guys, if you look at their numbers throughout the season, averaging over that number. So Zegers is averaging more than two shots on goal per game. Connor averaging more than three. Dreisaitl more than three. So th that combination, um, limited slate tonight, I'm going to go with those three. All their over shots on goal. So, and that's why I like prize picks. You're not rooting for necessarily like a goal or a team to win. But just, hey, he shot the puck and it hit the goalie. That counts. That goes towards my bet. I like it. Do you, <clears throat> do you remember that bet I made? Noops, I think I posted it in one of the channels. Of Patrick Lane, it was Liney. it was that oh lining. Yeah, I still call him Patrick Lane. It was the Liney. Patrick Patrick. There's an Liney. I in there. Yeah, well, Lane, Lane. Either way, um, I I bet him like to have his shots on goal thing. Somebody talked me into it, and then I'm like, fuck, it, we're going the alt, and I took like alt over five and a half shots on goal, and I wasn't even going to cash the two and a half. He had two for the longest time. 
And then oh, I think minute, I remember you telling me. A minute about left, this. there was there was a flurry, and it's like he just kept getting his own rebound and firing it back. <laughs> he had four shots on goal in like thirty seconds. I'm like God. this is dumb. I'm t- I'm taking this money and I'm never betting hockey again. This is the dumbest goddamn sport. If that can you oh, imagine if you had that under, I would I would have been furious. Furious. Um, it happens in every sport though. I That's I don't think it's unders. truly the dumbest sport. The tr- the dumbest sport has always been hurling. That doesn't make it all happens sense. on ice. Grown men on skates. They can't control yeah. themselves. Of course, I, might, I might do that. I might uh, teach my youngest how to skate this weekend. I'm not looking. Do you know how to skate? It's hard. Oh yeah, I grew up in Minnesota. We had. A, I know, but I, like you haven't been to a hockey game in your life, so I don't know how much. No, you like but hockey. like it, in the winter time and at recess, like let's say get to school. Could, we had we had a pond at our school. Like you could skate during recess. Oh, I didn't know that. If you wanted to, yeah. Like I, I skated every day growing up in the winter when we learn a new thing. You know, after lunchtime for sure. Yeah, they just the, the janitor would flood this area behind the school, and they had a little warming house. You'd go skate out there. Uh, yeah, everyone play hockey at lunch for sure. You play football until there's too much snow, and then you play hockey. It's uh, lunchtime, baby. I like that. Recess. God, I miss recess. They should have that for adults. All right, uh, real quick. Instituting recess. Little NFL, little NFL. The news has been weird all week. Um, with uh, <laughs> And, again, some more insight into the Miami stuff. It sounds It sounds like they were trying their damnedest to start Tua. Um, and they wanted to start Tua, and Tua wanted to play. Everybody except the doctor agreed, and he just said, like, no, he's not clearing God anything. bless the world for him. So, yeah, it is it is wild. And then on the same spot, the most – and irony gets misused. It's not, not truly ironic, but I'm going to say it anyway, is uh, Mike Williams continues to not practice after being injured in a meaningless game. And Staley came out, the coach, and said, it's not about the reps he's not getting. It's about the rest he is getting. Well, if he needed rest, maybe he rested him in the game that was meaningless that he got injured in. You dullard. You absolutely were, were you guys? In. Were you guys as furious watching that as I was on, on Sunday? I'm, like, I, I'm not, I don't care about the Chargers. I like, they have no tie to them at all. I had no money on the game. I had nothing. But I was just watching that game. And, like, why are they in? That made yeah, no sense. And then he kept then, them in after Williams got hurt. Yeah, it was mind-boggling. But, yeah, he's still not practicing. There's a decent chance he doesn't play now at this point, which is massive. The offense goes to hell. And you know what? Even if he was, I still like the teaser, the bath salt teaser, Florida man places teaser, Jacksonville plus eight, Tampa Bay plus eight, six-point teaser. Both of these totals are sub-50, which is – Kind of the cutoff. Tampa's at 45. The Jags is 47 and a half. And again, I like both of these teams to have chances to win this game. I like, especially with, uh, you know, the Chargers having to travel on a shorter week to the East Coast and Dallas just being Dallas. Tampa Bay getting quite a bit healthier. Both of these teams could absolutely lose these games, but they just don't seem to lose it uh, at the <clears throat> in volume right now. So or by margin, I should say. And yeah, as Patrick's pointed out, there's so many teaser opportunities. You can take Cincinnati down. You can really, it's not a long teaser. You can tease the Niners down, get weird with it, have some fun. It's the playoffs. I'll be watching. We'll catch you guys. We'll do a halftime show on Saturday night for the good game and good-ish game. And we'll go from there. Better. What does that leave us with, Alex? What does that leave us with? Is there anything else we have to cover? 
Oh, you know what we do? We should do Hobart first. Let's do Hobart first. Get it out of the way. Goddamn Kuder Matova (laughs) retired, which bad for the outright for Adelaide. Good for the outright for the Aussie, I think. Right? Can we take a silver lining? I'll try to. There's no reason for her to quit that stupid match. She had plenty of time to win that championship and get the Australian Open time. I digress. We'll start here. Just one pick here in Hobart. Again, have the finals in Adelaide, the finals in Hobart tonight. Um, Lauren Davis, Elizabeth Cochiaretta should be a fun match, and I expect a really tough first set here. Um, I'll explain a walkthrough in a second, Jason Coogan. Um, Lauren Davis, again, Elizabeth Cochiaretta, two women that play very long first sets. Cochiaretta cashed a first set over for us. I believe it was yesterday, if not the day before. Davis, um, you know, again, really looks like that WTA profile I talk about where it's kind of a 7-5-6-2 type player anytime you're looking at a 20 or 21 with her. Had this closer to 10 myself, so over 9.5, minus 105. And um, a walkthrough, Jason, basically if a player decides to, before the match even starts, withdraw, um, because they can't just put another player in there, the one who remains gets a walkthrough to the next round. That's if you walk through. Well, a, a lot of round. a lot of places will call it a walkover. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's if it's the first round, there's usually some qualifiers hanging around that they can throw somebody in. But once the tournament's halfway through, somebody just gets it's I mean, it's just like if the Packers didn't show up to the playoff game, like I or, well, yeah, what they didn't do? because they didn't because they got beat by the damn Lions. Let's let's use a relevant team. If the Seahawks didn't show up, they'd just be like, "Oh, the Niners will come back next weekend, guys." So it's yeah, it basically, sucks. it's annoying. And again, it's uh, she's clearly trying to prepare for Kuder Matova. So um, and we should call it a walkabout since it's mm-hmm. down under. Underrated Red Hot Chili Peppers song, by the way. You should uh, pick up One Hot Minute on CD if they still sell CDs. They do still sell CDs. I buy CDs. Really? I still have a CD player <laughs> I used in my car. To. I love them. <laughs> oh yeah, she. Uh, but we wish her the best of luck at the uh, in Melbourne. That's so let's get to Melbourne. We've talked about futures yesterday. Um, again, if you did miss the show, go ahead and pull them up. Um, Keys, Kudermatova, Benchich, that's who we like. But you can also bet on who wins the quarter. Again, just like you know, in March Madness, to make the Final Four, that's a, that's a bet to win your quarter. In tennis, they don't call it the Final Four. They weren't as good at marketing, I guess, as the people in NCAA basketball. But basically, to make the Final Four or to win your quarter, a bunch of names I really like here. Start of the first quarter where you know we're going to go against Igor Swiatek. And I know that... Um, last year, that wasn't necessarily a great idea. We'll see how it goes this year, but has not looked her best so far to start the season. Not sure if she's picked up maybe some injury or, or something. It's but as you start to look, her movement's really been down. Had results that are you know still positive, but not necessarily as good. So happy to go against her with a couple of women in really nice form here that have shown the ability to play her well. Anyway, Danielle Collins and uh, Paula Bedosa. Paul Bedosa, um, 10 to 1. Daniel Collins, 11 to 1. Uh, Bedosa would have to face Iga Swiatek in the quarterfinals. Collins would get her the round before. And as I look at both of these matches, Collins should be a pretty comfortable favorite the first couple matches. Things might be a little tough if she has to play Rybakina before she gets to Swiatek. But um, really like this number as I started to lay out what the money lines would look like. 
Um, Bedosa, things even easier for her. Will likely have to beat Coco Goff. Could be tough, but um, Bedosa had a little bit of a down end to the year. Was really one of the best players in the WTA at the beginning of last year. And for whatever reason, hasn't played as well, but um, had a great start to the season. Again, like both positions. Madison Keys, we better to win the tournament. And I'm also going to bet her to win this quarter. Really, again, kind of exactly what I said yesterday should be an overwhelming favorite here in her first four, maybe even five, three or maybe even four matches, you know, until she gets to the quarterfinal, which gets Jessica Pagula. Eight to one is a great number. And Sophia Kennan, former Australian Open champion, someone that I've talked about is not necessarily playing as well as she did back then, probably still isn't at that level, but has been very comfortable here. Um, won an event, or, or I'm sorry, made the finals of an event already here down under as a playing some really great tennis. And if she get past Victoria Azarenka in the first round, which um, seems pretty doable to me, is in a great shape again to either meet Keys um, or if she does, possibly even beat Keys and make the quarterfinals here at a huge number, 50 to 1 like that. And if you like 50 to 1, you'll like an even bigger number, 125 Ooh, to 1. Yasmin Bonaventure. Um, made it all the way to the finals for us. I'm sorry, the semifinals in one tournament as 125 to one outright. Uh, here again, 125 just to win the same five matches, but that just gets you through to the quarter. We'll talk about her first round match in just a second, but again, have her look like her to get past Alexandrova here in the first round, despite being a big underdog, and then things really open up. Um, we'll have a tough match against Caroline Garcia probably to make the quarterfinals, but like her chances, honestly, to keep things close there. And Linda Fruvertova, not Brenda. Brenda's in a different quarter. Linda Fruvertova down at the bottom, um, put together with a bunch of names that are getting a lot more respect than I think they deserve here for this tournament. Olmster Boer is the big seed down there, has played some very poor tennis to start, and generally doesn't do well in Australia. Um, maybe has to run into Beatrice Haddad Mai, but um, has done well against her, possibly Benchich in the quarterfinals. But again, if we get 50-1 to 1 all the way to the quarterfinals, I don't care what the price is. We have a ton of equity there, and we'll be able to get ourselves some profit. So we'll start here with a bunch of quarter winners, and then one more slide. We've got the first-round matches. Um, just a handful so far. Uh, it's just uh, the board is really strange, Andy. There's a ton of minus fives, minus sixes, even some minus sevens. It seems like the big favorites are bigger than they have ever been in this tournament. And generally, I like to bet the big underdogs, but I kind of agree with the market here. So we'll be going back later and we'll share any of that stuff on Twitter. Um, they had a couple more plays here, but we'll start with Jessica Pagula against Jacqueline Christian. I'm going to take over 18 in the full match as well as first set over eight and a half. Um, expect this to be a really long first set. Both women serve particularly well. Christian is someone who hasn't won a match really here down under yet, but has run into really quality players and pushed them. I had this total closer to 19 and a half in the first set at nine and a half. So love a chance to get a first set over eight and a half. I know that is not a mistake. You can play the nine and a half if you want, but eight and a half is the number that's around there pretty much everywhere. Marie Buzkova goes up against Bianca Vanessa Andreescu. A few years ago, Andreescu, one of the best hardcore players on tour, now seems to be interested in doing lots of other things besides playing tennis. Has looked really poor when she has played. Has been losing matches. Buzkova is a real true professional. Um, doesn't play a ton of events. Um, her body, for whatever reason, seems to pick up a lot of injuries. But when she does play, makes deep runs. I'm curious to see what she can do in this event and have her favorite in this match. So happen to take her plus 115. And Storm Sanders, who got married and changed her name to the very cool Storm Hunter, is plus 125 here in this match. 
Again, pretty much listed as Storm Hunter everywhere. <clears throat> Not as cool of a name awesome. as Hurricane Tiger Black, which is a real person who plays tennis. Um, but Storm Hunter, pretty solid. Goes up against Jin Yu Wong. And don't worry, you don't have to worry about which Wong this is because they're losing. I yep. uh, really like this matchup for Sanders. Actually had her <laughs> as a solid favor here, closer to minus 115. So one of my bigger edges on the Australian. Lucia Bronzetti. Uh, Bronzetti didn't do well for us as a big underdog, but continued to play some good tennis. I believe came through qualifiers to get here. Goes up against Laura Siegmund, who is, you can see the fork sticking out of her back. Uh, Bonaventure, talked about her, like her to win the quarter, and like her in this matchup against Katarina Alexandrova. Alexandrova, one of my favorite players to bet indoors. Should do really well on these courts, but has always struggled. Is in basically no form whatsoever coming in. So give me Bonaventure as a as a big dog here, I'm going to take the money line and the spread in this case. This match actually should be pretty close. Um, we'll go back and look at maybe some first set overs here as well. Didn't see that number up yet. Garbina Muguruza. I don't know if I've ever actually bet on Garbina Muguruza. You've bet against her like 40 times. That's what I'm trying to think. I have to go yeah. back and look to see if I've actually ever backed her in a match. But in a spot where both women, her and Elise Mertens, come in here with just no form to speak of, um, give me the better player. Muguruza has historically been better, has pretty much beaten Mertens every time they've played. I think it might only be once, uh, maybe twice, but Mertens is that player we talk about as kind of the measuring stick. If you could beat Elise Mertens, you're a top 25 player in the WTA, Muguruza still is. I had her closer to minus 140 here, so minus 120 or better. And finally, one last bet, an Anastasia Potapova, an underdog to Sloan Stevens. I know that is not very patriotic, but... I'd rather win money and have Potapova as a favorite here. Sloan Stevens looked awful in the one match she played to start this year. Hasn't done well in Australia in the last couple seasons. And Potapova is a quality player. There's nothing Sloan Stevens is going to do that really is going to bother Potapova. So give me her as an underdog. And I'm not going to read through all that again. You can read. You have a screen. It's on there. And if you are listening to this in podcast form, like I Go can't read it. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Bet Sports Media. Thumbs, subscribe yeah, thumbs, up. thumbs up you can pause it there just copy it you can you can look at it you can save it screenshot it anything you want to do guys and happy friday to you that's a lot of bets it's five golf bets 400 tennis bets a prize picks nhl a teaser uh teaser you get out of here with no college basketball how do we let that happen i so i looked early on didn't have anything bitch. everything was pretty tight i will say and you know what? I'll put this in on bet. I'm, I'm going to play smaller amounts on these because they were, they were marginal. But I did talk to my friend D Payne, D Money, Dwayne, who bets a lot of college basketball, and several other people were pretty high on Ohio as well um, to to take on Kent State as a four and a half five point dog. He uh, he ignored it this morning because he saw it go to three, and then it got bet back. Somebody is in on Kent State. Somebody with some money. So. Uh, buyer beware, but a, a small bet on Ohio plus four and a half plus five, what you can get, and then a even smaller bet on some Niagara money line for the brand. Go Purple Eagles, they're a short dog at home, uh, obviously against the Our Sienna Niagara Saint. Purple Eagles, Sienna Saints. Um, I love them as a home dog here, too. So taking them at like plus 110, plus 115 as an underdog. So a couple small college bets to close out the week. Uh, I hope you guys have a great. This is it's jam packed. I mean, throw NBA show. and college basketball and NHL aside, you have the start of the Australian Open and Super Wildcard Weekend ahead of you. So, jeezy Pete's, you guys are blessed. Hashtag blessed, not stressed. Let's all win, everyone. Win all your bets. Enjoy your weekend. 
have fun. I'll see you again on Saturday night for a halftime show. And for Alex, Matt, Dan, everyone at Bet Spurts, we'll uh, check you Monday, huh?